Hey guys, welcome back to the Detour Live. That's it. We got there. As felt at times a bit like Indiana Jones. You know, when he's climbing up and he finally reaches the top of the mountain, but we've done it. It's the last day. Uh, and what a ride. What a ride. And as if he said earlier in this uh, edition, it's probably one of the best Tour de France's uh, that he's seen. Uh, anyway, I'm your host, Dan Jones. Dan, less rats this time. Yeah. Uh, well, join as Jones, always. You the rats. Yeah, well, there was that scene where he cut the uh, the bridge and it all sort of went to shit essentially after that, but hopefully we'll hold it together for the rest of the show. Uh, join as always, four-time national road champion Johnny Turow, Olympic gold medalist Scott McGorry and Olympic commentator and the voice of cycling Phil Liggett, who's looking fresh with a brand-new haircut, Phil. Looking sharp. Uh, it's seven o'clock this morning. Trish had the scissors out, and uh, I've never been to a hairdresser for over 45, maybe 50 years. Uh, I expect the more than five shillings a haircut now. I wouldn't know. Do you find <laughs> as the years go on, it doesn't take as long? Uh, it's funny you should say that, but it's like when I cut the grass. Most of my grass is left to grow two meters high, but I keep paths cutting them. It takes longer to cut the paths and leave it three metres high than it does to cut the whole lot in one go. I think Trish has the same problem with my hair. Hey, boys, <laughs> straight off the bat, let's chat to Luke Durbridge. Hey! Uh, hey Superstar. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a warm welcome from everyone. <laughs> We've got a new rule. We sort of get excited at the start of the show, Durbo. Um, I don't know how you're feeling because obviously it's been a, a pretty tough edition of the Tour de France. How's the body and how's the mind holding up for stage 21, mate? Yeah, it definitely has been a, uh, a whirlwind tour. Um, I've done a fair few now, but uh, this one feels like it was uh, a little bit more stressful than normal, but uh, maybe I'm just getting old. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a hell of a three weeks and uh, yeah, going to look forward to rolling into, into Paris tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Go for it. Go. Uh, just to say, Luke, it's Phil. Um, I think you've had your best tour as far as I'm concerned, mate. You you rode through the Alps there. It was fantastic. I thought you were changing direction and becoming a climber. You had a really great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been um, it's been unfortunate for results-wise for us. You know, we've but it's not been from the lack of trying. Um, you know, we've been pretty much in every breakaway. Um, we've been aggressive in the green jersey. We've pushed Cav the whole way, trying to get points. Um, Michael Matthews has been up there. Yeah. We obviously lost Lucas Hamilton and Simon Yates, which was uh, just before the Pyrenees, which was super unfortunate because um, I definitely feel like Simon was sitting there, you know, relaxed for the first couple of weeks to sort of really hit the Pyrenees hard. Um, and we lost him just before before that happened. And all it takes is one stage winner to turn, um, to turn your Tour de France around. So... We've got one last chance today, so, uh, you know, let's roll the dice on the Champs-Élysées. Eh? Bloody hell, mate. <laughs> now, Durbo, there's big talk, obviously, about the Olympics. Samantha In says, Durbo, congrats on the Olympics. When did they ask you? So when did you know that uh, you're going to be going to Tokyo? Um, I sort of, uh, on the second rest day, um, I, I saw a post from Jack Haig pulling out. Um, obviously, I was... I was on the reserve list for, actually, I've been on the reserve list for many Olympics, actually, probably three now. Um, and um, and I was just waiting to sort of see what, you know, what direction they would go. Um, it's tricky with, excuse me, it's, uh, 
you know, three week cough there, not COVID. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so pretty much what happens is they uh, depends on what direction they go, and uh, we, we've been we've been unfortunate with uh, cycling to put under one banner, um, track cycling and road cycling. Um, so over the over the years, we've always had you know a mountain biker like I think Scott Bowden rode in Rio. Uh, Cameron Meyer was doing the Madison plus the road race. Um, it's just there's a limited amount of athletes that go. So it was a, it was an interesting one because I thought there's not really many guys there to go to support. Um, it's a really small bunch. Um, but you can't have your leaders, you know, going back and getting bottles and, and uh, putting them into position in crucial moments um, because there's just actually no, no workers. Um, so I was I sort of mentioned to Cycling Australia, like, Look, man, if you, uh, I know the course is probably a bit too hard for me, but for most of the most of the um, race, you're going to need to support your leaders like Lucas Hamilton, Richie Port, Jack Haig, Ben O'Connor, whoever they decide to, Michael Matthews, whoever they decide to take. You're going to need a guy there that's uh, experienced and, and, and knows how to read a race and put him in good position and look after them. And and, um, and for me, I'm climbing quite well, so I can go quite deep into this race as well. So. Um, yeah, that's what I sort of mentioned, and but it's funny they'd already thought about that, and uh, they rang me on the second rest day and said, you know, look, we uh, we really want you there for um, for a support role for for our two crucial guys and give them the best chance of a good result. So, yeah, I was I shed a little tear. Uh, it was uh, it was a big moment, um, something to shy away from, and uh, like I said, I've been reserved three times, so when they called me, I was uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was pretty happy. Hey, Turbo, don't want to bring up um, bones from the past that have been long buried, but you talk about being three times reserve. We go way back to 2011, and you were in the track team back then, training and preparing for possibly uh, the London Olympic Games as well and, and missed the, the final cut of the team to go to that one. So, yeah, this this must be a really special moment. How difficult is it to think about next week when you're still trying to get through this? Yeah, that, that was tricky. Uh <laughs> That was tricky. You know, second rest day, uh, you're pretty tired. Um, you're just sort of seeing Paris. You only got three big days coming into the Pyrenees, and um, and they called you said you go on the Olympics, and uh, you're like, oh, this is great, but I'm, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then also you start to think about you know because it's as you've seen with the Tour de France, it's been a pretty pretty sketchy race so you're thinking about crashes and weather and getting tired and all this sort of stuff so the first day after the rest day when I got the news that was pretty difficult um, to be honest uh, pretty difficult to do my job pretty difficult to just focus back on the Tour de France and, and, and what it is um, and I didn't have a bad day but I didn't have a great day and so they got my head kicked in so I sort of had to look myself in the mirror refocus and go look mate you're here to do a job and you're here to to uh, the Tour of France and it's the biggest race in the world so get your head back in the game and um, and you're good to go so yeah and uh, so yeah you are right Scott it was uh, it was it was difficult um, and then obviously I think a lot of motion uh, around the Olympic selection because like you said uh, in 2011 I was world champion and I'll never forget sitting in the Singapore lounge and uh, Ian McKenzie sat me down just before we were off the head to so London World Cup, uh, which is the last World Cup before the Games, and um, he said, uh, "Yeah, look, mate, it's not going to happen." And uh, 
so you'll get your flight home rather than go to uh, London London World Cup, and uh, Alex Edmondson will will come in. Um, so I was like, that was pretty difficult. And I won't forget that. But you know, there's no grudges there. I understood I was not uh, I was not at the level to get off the start line. Uh, that's not my engine, and um, so I don't hold any grudges there. That was just the reality. But it was just hard to take. Shit, I would. Um, can I just? Um, I'll, 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 I don't want to hog this, but uh, Derbo, you, what you just said then, um, 2002, I was on the way to the airport to fly to Moscow for the Track World Cup, and Shane Bannon on the way there said, "Oh, listen, by the way, we're not going to select you for the Commonwealth Games." So they had a bit of a habit back then of, um, you know, and you're trying to focus on going to a World Cup. It's like, well, what's the point of me going now? I'm sure you feel yeah. the same. Like, well, okay, look, how about I just turn around and go home? What's the point? Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't time it very well, do they? Or well, they didn't. No, it, it, they definitely don't. And, uh, but I think the biggest thing for me was there was I, I, my mind had left to onto a pro career. I just got a contract. Um, so that was actually, I remember I've got like, a diary from back then I was, I was reading and it was quite funny and it's like righto I was on the uh, two fruit and cup of milk diet like the next day uh, to try and lose all my weight so I could become a road rider so uh, <laughs> I went for a week straight just having a glass of milk and two pieces of fruit uh, trying to uh, lose as much weight as possible before I went off to to start my pro career with Greenheads so um, yeah um, I think he's borrowed uh, Matty's phone, has he? He's on the crapberry. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like he's actually the unfortunately. I lost, lost, yeah. lost you there. Lost no, you there. you're all right, mate. Lost no, you. Are, are you in the bus? Are you moving? Are you moving yeah, he's in the bus. bus. To start? Hmm. Yeah, he's in yeah. the bus. Yep. Um, I was yeah, just going to say, Turbo, like... We're on a four-hour transfer to the... To Paris. How much of this, just to be selected to go to the Olympics, how much of this is about a childhood dream? And once you are selected for Olympics, this it almost feels like from an outside looking in, it's a brotherhood. You know, you're an Olympian for life. And what does that mean to just compete, to just say that you've been to an Olympics? Uh, I, I think there's like a two minds about it, sort of like. You know, going to get the tracksuit, or going to uh, actually give it, you know, give it your best and, and, and actually do a good performance. And um, I think it's only a bit, just a bit of maturity now that I realise how precious um, this selection is, and how hard it is to get. Um, so you got to take that for granted. But also now you have got the bit more maturity to go like, okay, right, now I'm looking at like my preparation into it, uh, what bikes I'm going to use, what nutrition I'm going to have to do a good road race, looking at the course. Because um, you are there to represent your country with best, best possible, and I take that with great honour and great pride. So I think you would be, you know, I'm definitely not going to get traffic. Mm. Yeah, we're having a few tech issues Turbo, uh, obviously traveling around France and, and on the network, but um, you know, that's a great to mindset. A and, yeah. um, and, and, and do a good performance. And... It's probably just going to blow in and out for a bit there. But um, I mean, <laughs> that's why. Chill without it. 
That's why that's why I was never going to be a professional yeah. athlete because I'd just be going for the tracksuit. Like when I see guys like Michael Hepburn <laughs> rocking around Girona with his old Olympic tracksuit, I'm just in awe. I'm just like, oh man, I want one of those. And even the journos, <laughs> like remember Ron Reed would go uh, to the Tour de France and he had this thing where he'd get all this free kit. And if you're a journo that went to the Olympics, they would literally give you a suitcase full of shit, like all this Aussie stuff. <laughs> and and he didn't like washing his shirts iffy. So he would just throw them in the bin. And these are like Aussie polos. And I'd be like obsessed with it. So talk about rolling Don't up just for a track. Oh, you're back. Oh, you're back. Oh, no. Nah, gone. Gone. Um, but, hey, um, I shared a few rooms with Ron Reed, and it wasn't just his shirts. I think it was uh, old pairs of jocks as well. He was just jettisoning everything all the way around France because he knew he was going to get a full suitcase full of new clothing. But yeah. they normally don't give you underwear, so I don't know why he kept throwing his old underwear out as well. Anyway. Well, Durbo is back. Um, let's see if we can pick up uh, the conversation, but it will drop in and out. You there, Durbo? Can you hear us? Yeah, sorry, boys. No, you're all right, mate. We are just saying that, like, it's a great, it's a great mindset, as you said, not just turning up for a tracksuit, wanting to perform. And so you're almost in the zone now, thinking about right, what have I got to do to have the best result on the day, and get into that sort of, yeah, fire up. It's like bloody the Rocky training montage, maybe Rocky Two. Yeah, exactly. You know she <laughs> Win. Exactly. <laughs> what are we waiting really, for? You're Tickets. not really thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely thinking about that, like, uh, because with, with, the, with the way the race goes there, you know, there's 145 guys, There's they all select leaders, um, there's no, it's, it's just going to be a funny race, you know, if you look at it, like, who's going to, if a breakaway goes early, who's actually going to pull it back, you know, mm. so you've really got to be like, hey, you've got to be, you've got to be in it to win it and, and as we've seen with the way racing goes these days people just roll the dice 60 70 kilometers to go and hey who knows who's who's chasing you know who's uh, is garrett thomas going to put adam yates on the front to chase a break back or is it you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. what's the where's the hierarchy there and it, it makes it quite a confusing a confusing race so who knows mm. now durbo um since last February or January, February, I'm sure you've had a lot of COVID tests. But have you had any more down any dark back lanes uh, uh, late at night? I, I have not done any backdoor COVID slash drug deal <laughs> sort of situations since uh, since the back of uh, where were we? If you were back, where were we? Hot out in Heidelberg, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was a very, very, very yeah, funny night. Right. But anyway, that's right. Now, I wanted to—you just touched uh, <laughs> no. a little, a little bit on um, uh, this Tour de France and how tough it's been, uh, and that you, you know it's been disappointing in that you guys haven't won a stage. But you've been, you know, on the telly every night with this battle for the green. So you've got plenty of uh, television coverage over here. I can tell you that. So. And it's been impressive, the, the battle for the green, even though, you know, Cav uh, looks to have it sewn up. But as we all know, there's one stage to go and it can change in the blink of an eye. You know, Cav has got to get lost in that sprint, not gain points, and Bling finishes in the top three uh, or four and uh, it turns around. So it's still not over. But 
Turbo's over because he's black. That is. Plenty of love. Plenty of love coming in for Turbo from uh, from the. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, let's run through a couple of the comments. Uh, David says, "Congrats, Turbo." Kirsty says, "I hear you, Dan. I have Aussie kit from 2000-2004. Stuart McIntosh says, "How does Turbo think he'll go with the COVID restrictions imposed on the Olympic athletes?" You're back, Turbo. Stuart McIntosh yeah, so, wants to know. Sorry, um, you're if right, you, mate. Were just, you, you, you were just wrapping up that question. If you, oh, yeah, I was just saying that it's not over until you know, till the, the cross no. the finish line uh, today, because anything can change in that final sprint. Anything can happen. Oh, for sure. If you've seen some of the lead-outs that um, Luca Messick's been doing in the intermediates and. Things like that. We just need the right run. Um, the finish line's a bit further up the Champs Elysees this year, which is sort of suits us even better. Um, so yeah, like man, you, you got to be you got to be in it uh, to win it. And I think it's uh, we're, we're going to go all in, um, all in for that. And um, yeah, you, you know, like as we've seen with this Tour de France, you just you just never know what's going to happen. So yeah, I think that they're, they're nervous. You know, there's been some days that they've let breakaway go and. Cav could have had the record sewn up if uh, they pulled that breakaway. They gave us a hand to pull that breakaway back, but they never did. Um, so they are a little bit nervous about us, and um, we've been putting them under pressure at every turn. Um, there's not that many points involved, so who knows? Well, you mentioned it yesterday, Scooter, like with Cav cracking the shits at the mechanic. Um, is that showing signs that things are getting to him? And geez, how much love have you had, Scooter, from uh, returning serve and putting a foot fair up <laughs> Cavs' backside for <laughs> for being uh, a little bit precious? Well, for being a twat, you know, that's, there's yeah. no way of putting it. And there are plenty. There, I'm seeing some people, you know, saying, "Oh, well, look, he's always been a special sort of guy and a character." And you know, we've given him giving him some some leeway and some rope for that bad attitude, and it's unacceptable. Um, it was one of the comments yesterday saying, look, it happens in all teams, and that's bullshit. It doesn't. You know, we had Brett Lancaster reached out to me and said, mate, if, if he was the DS, that would not have ended well um, if he was on a team with him at that time. So it doesn't happen. Generally, the riders respect the team staff because they know how hard they work, um, and whether he's tired and he's stressed, it doesn't matter. It was inappropriate and unacceptable behaviour from Cav. Um, and look, I know Cav pretty well. You know, I'd class him as a friend. But uh, yeah, you got to call it a, as it is, and that's the way it was. He, he was way out of line. What I um, found disappointing was when I asked Phil, you know, what would you do if you were the DS? I was looking for real leadership, you know, Phil to say, I'd pull him aside and say, listen, mate, it's like, you know, when you, <laughs> you're on a road trip with your parents and they do that empty threat where they go, I'll turn this car around if you don't pull your head in. Like, I, I expected you, Phil, to say, listen, I'll pull you out of the race, Cav. I don't care if you're in the green jersey. We ain't putting up with that shit. Instead, no, you said you'd do no, nothing, Phil. Yeah. You would do no nothing. DS. There's no DS would pull him out the race, I'll tell you. Otherwise, the DS would be sacked. Never mind, uh, Cav. Imagine There's that. No way. I just, I'd have had a word with him, but I know Cav since he was since I gave him the name, the Manx Missile. I've known Cav. I've commentated every one of his stage wins. This guy carries his heart on his sleeve. Whatever he said, and we heard what he said, uh, he went and apologized straight after that. The cameras didn't follow the apology. And he told he told the mechanic, who wasn't just uh, there because Cav has come back to the team. He's been with Cav for years. And he probably just said, oh, it's Cav being Cav, and went and racked the bike and had another look at the headset. 
But the mechanic was wrong. Let's face it. Cav had told him for three days to fix the headset. And he checked it, and it wasn't fixed. And that's when he blew his top. It wasn't mm. just happening on the spot. It had been a build-up for a number of days. Don't condone what uh, Cav done at all. It was in public. It was bad for everybody concerned. Uh, but he wasn't totally blameless in the situation, for sure. Uh, well played. I, I tried to bowl a short one at you. And you just I know, I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. Have we lost the again? We lost it again. Because I wanted to know, the most important question was, how much longer is that sprint if they've moved the line up the up the finishing straight? Because I don't know. Oh, have they? Because have coming they? off that block, well, that's what Luke just said. The finish mm -hmm. is a little bit further up the Champs-Élysées. It might be 100 yards, might be 200, but in the sprint, that could be absolutely crucial when Cav's been coming off that bend for... Uh, since mm. 2008, trying to uh, measure his distance, if it's 200 meters I, I did see it written. I don't I know. Think it's a, I think it's 150, but I'd have to check it. I saw yeah, it written meters somewhere. longer. Yeah. Yeah. It can't yeah. be much longer because, you know, there's nowhere to put the grandstands if it's much longer. But they could have <laughs> nudged it about 150 for sure. Yeah. 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 And one of the greatest, um, one of the best. Will was it? Uh, camera. Yeah, oh, the Wheel of Wizard. This man knows Wizard. everything. I've got to meet the Wheel of Wizard. Yeah, you've got to wait up to well, that's, well, that's 300 metres, guys. That's, that's 300 extra metres of the side-on motor, motorbike camera view of that sprint, and which they've started doing yeah. in the last sort of 10 years, which is just a, such a great uh, shot, just tracking with them um, you know, on the motorbike inside, in the yeah. middle of the Champs-Élysées there. So that'd be great. But it's the scary part of that... The drag starts too up the hill. The scary part of that camera scooter is, remember the days when we used to have the bibs that you could stand in the middle of the Champs and then yeah. all of a sudden, one year, this motorbike was just screaming up the middle. So he almost got skittled. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the best yeah. shots yeah. When, uh, was when he, uh, Renshaw led out Mark. Um, mm. and that, was, that was a great side shot. That's, that's shown many, many times. The camera guy yeah. stayed with him all the way. It was brilliant. First, um, first and second. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Back, Durbo. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Turbo. Yeah, sorry, boys. It's hard. So it's, excited. It's harder than riding the Tour de France doing John Tavares' podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Not again. laughs> that was just to prove my yeah, point. Yeah, try, try it without the camera. That's good because um, I reckon that will work. Uh, if he got another question you want to fire at Durbo before we let him so go. So I just um, I got some information for you, boys. Uh, yes. Uh, yep. The, the final corner... Yeah, yeah, the final corner is 700 metres from the line. Wow. Yeah. There you Three go. quarters of a kilometre. Oh, you're joking me. Makes a big difference. That's Makes wow. a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does. So, so no race for the kilometre kite now, which we're going to see a lot closer to the finish. Oh, well, it changes you that, that pressure off. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it changes that pressure off as they come through that uh, the sort of S bend uh, that way. Yeah, be that's where the kilometre will be now. On that yeah. S bend, the kilometre kite will be there. They haven't got hey, a banner long enough. It's very wide there, fellas. Do we want to unpack the time trial? Um, obviously, your man Ify, uh, Wout Van Art. Uh, you, did you predict him for the stage win? No, no I didn't. I said I said the pog. He did too. Uh, some, I thought somebody did. Yeah, 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 I would have claimed it. Manny, why, why, why did it? Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Ah, okay. 
Why, yeah. why well, he's supposed I, to know all the results. He doesn't count. Uh, he's supposed to I know picked him for the for the podium, but I didn't pick him for the win. But gee, he killed, he killed him. But well, I'll tell you what, I've got to say, uh, your prediction, Phil, that um, that uh, Giannis Vinegar. or Vinegar, yeah. or yeah. Vin- Vinegar uh, could, win the two, could win the tour next year. And I thought, well, how's he going to do that while the, while the Pogaccia is there? But, hey... He's finished this very, very strong. He's uh, yeah. he's yeah. beaten beaten um, uh, the pog by you know thirty something, nearly thirty seconds yeah. in the final time trial. So hey, anything hey, can well, happen. Hey, John, very back impressive. In 98, back in ninety eight, we got it right with Cadell. It just took a while for him to do it. So yeah. maybe I won't be around <laughs> in Vingegaard. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dog is that? Getting attacked by a dog scooter. What's happening? No. Um, the doorbell went. I was just picking up my dinner. Um, oh, it was just great. delivered, and that's What'd um, you get? That, that's uh, boo boo dog. It just goes nuts. It's uh, a yeah, right. dog here. Uh, oh, I got some risotto actually, so I got a mushroom risotto. Um, did get a bottle of wine as well. That's why I was hoping it would oh. arrive before we started, so mm. I could be sipping on that. I'll be swigging out of the bottle because I didn't pick up a glass then. I can just sit back down at the table. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've drunk out of worse, mate. That's fine. Yeah, hey, um, listen, O'Connor did the ride, didn't he? Let's face it, O'Connor did the ride. He held yep. off Wilco, uh, and hats off to Ben. He, he's he'll never be the same bike rider again because now he's a great bike rider to first tour, finish fourth. Because of the way the other three have been riding, he's kind of gone under the radar around the world. But this guy's hit the big time now for sure. Yeah, amazing. I'll tell you what, he was in a world of hurt in the last half of that. Uh, I bet he was. Trial. He looked really good in the first half. He was actually up on the uh, on Cal- Yeah. But um, nope. There we go. Uh, but oh, gee, in that yeah. he had to dig very, very deep in that last ten k. But hey, yeah. he did it. He held on. So it's an amazing achievement. Scooter, yeah. uh, you're a man yeah, of man. research and stats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what sort of a list has uh, Ben O'Connor joined, finishing fourth on the Tour de France? Well, so, so he's firstly, he's the highest-placed Australian upon debut um, in fourth place, which is pretty good. Now, Cadell did finish eighth in the 2005 uh, Tour de France, so that was his debut. And then uh, the year later ran fourth. And, of course, he went on in 2011 to, to win the race. So, you know, pretty good to start with fourth, you know, considering he's got a long career to go. More recently, one of the better fourth-place finishers was Primus Roglic. It was 2018, um, obviously second last year and crashed out early, but was you know, pre-race sort of equal favourite with um, maybe slightly second favourite behind uh, the Pog. Um, but if you go back a little bit, Andy Hampston in 1986, his, he finished fourth and then didn't go on to win the Giro, the Tour, but he did win the Giro in 1988. Um, some other notable fourth-place finishers, Robert Miller, Sean Kelly, uh, again, didn't go on to it. But if you go back a bit further, 1954, Federico Bajomontes, he finished fourth uh, in his first um, tour and then went on to win it in 59. But the most yeah, famous... Toledo. Yes. Yep. The most famous of uh, the fourth place getters that went on after that to do something was Lucien Bobet. In 48, he finished fourth and then uh, went on to win... Three in a row, 53, 54, and 55. So, uh, you know, he's in some some pretty big shoes there coming in to finish fourth in his debut tour. Um, now, in terms of grand tours overall, 
debutante results. I've already mentioned Cadell at eighth. Um, but then if you look at Gary Clively, 1977, finished seventh in his first and only Vuelta España. Richie in his first uh, uh, Giro, he finished seventh as well. Um, and then, you know, Tour de France, Phil Anderson was uh, in 1981. He finished 10th in his first, went on to win fifth twice. And special mentions to uh, Brad McGee, who was eighth in his first Giro, but he had ridden two tours before that as well. So, but eighth in his first Giro. So he's in some, some pretty good uh, pretty good standing there. Uh, fourth in his first uh, Tour de France, that's pretty good. Mm. If he another really heartwarming moment that I saw was uh, Alan Piper being there live to see the time trial obviously he's had his health battles uh of you know recent years and he was such a inspiration for pogachar or pogacha uh to to really have that belief particularly last year when when no one else thought he could win the tour because obviously fabio rue was the gc hope uh for uae um but to see him there live i mean that was really special to see and obviously their relationship is very special because uh, when he was interviewed after the stage, he made he spoke about it at quite length uh, to say how special it was to have Alan here and uh, it put him in at the right mood to enjoy the day. It probably cost him winning a stage because he was he enjoyed it too much. But no, no. But seriously, he he uh, yeah, he spoke for a while about how important uh, uh, it was to have Alan there and how special. So. Obviously, their bond has, uh, has stayed just as strong. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, um, Dan, uh, Alan's been very much a part of this. He might have only turned up for the first time at the tour today because he hasn't been well, but he's been very, you know, pages and pages of, uh, of notes on every stage that, that, that he's done for the team. So very much a part of this victory as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I saw uh, Phil... Uh, in the media, Garen Thomas obviously talking about, you know, how difficult this Tour de France has been, particularly mentally. I mean, um, does it make it harder when you're on a team like Ineos and there is such high pressure going into a race like the Tour? If you don't win, it is a failure. Like, and how well, much layers does that add to a rider's psyche? Well, in, in Geraint's case, I take my hat off to him because he's finishing looking pretty strong now after that terrible accident when they put his dislocated shoulder back in position. I thought, well, he might get to the finish, but he's going to go home. But he didn't. He became a team domestique, in effect. And every day we saw this man getting stronger and stronger. For the team overall, this just hasn't been there at all. Uh, they came with four potential winners. Uh, by the end of the first week, they have one left, and that was Carapaz. Calabaz isn't quite ready to win the Tour de France yet. He, he's not the man of the time, Charles. But I have to say, he's, he's a great character and, uh, and he's ridden re really well. He's going to finish third. But third to a team that's dominated the Tour since 2012, apart from two occasions. Um, third is simply, they don't count thirds anymore. Like They don't count seconds in the road race. So it's, it's not good for the team. But they've, they've still been a part of this race, even though they haven't even won a single stage. They've done plenty of work at the front of the peloton. We see him all the time. Um, but no, it, it'll be seen as a pretty much as a failure. I think it's the first tour, too. I've never seen an interview from Sir Dave Brailsford. So mm. I think they might, they, might, they might have to lift their budget a, a little bit, Phil. So they, yeah, they need more money. This yeah. is the problem. Yeah. 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 They like these footballers. <laughs> they'll pay them more and they play less. Yeah. 
50 million euro. But anyway, I, I've been surprised at their tactics in this tour. Um, I, I don't think they've ridden a smart race. You know, okay, they know no, they Carapaz. You know, they almost like they've been a, a, additional um, riders for UAE, the way they've worked on the front, and then they pull over the UAE no, take over. It just looked ridiculous. But anyway. I yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've asked Bob Roll to explain me as a newcomer to the Tour de France. I used to say to Bob, now look, I've no idea what's going on, Bob. What's going on with these guys? And I go, Phil, well, I must confess, it rather confused myself. Uh, <laughs> we've never worked out the tactics. Of Ineos. <laughs> I think they were just trying to impress people to say we're still in the race because nothing they tried worked. Absolutely nothing. Well, no. well screw oh, no, you... him. No, I tried to crack him. There's no doubt about that. They were just trying to go as hard as they could, yeah, hoping they were, that but... the pog would crack. Yeah. Scooter, if you had your time again uh, from an Ineos perspective, what would have you done different? How differently would you race it knowing what you know now? Well, hindsight, it's an exact science, isn't it? So look, it I think they, yeah, they they, um, they weren't too sure about Egan Bernal because of his back, so they gave him the second target, which, of course, has a lot of, um, you know, it holds a, a very special place for Egan Bernal because he did go to Italy first before he, you know, when he first came from Colombia. So he's always wanted to try and do well at that race, so they focus on that. He'll be back next year. Don't worry about that. He'll be very, very strong and hard to beat as well. Um, so take that off the, off the table. When they came into this race, it was all about Garen Thomas. Then he crashed and hurt himself. There was there was nothing else they could do after that. So um, they'll get a lot of criticism from this, but let's just remember, you know, let's put a cap on it because from 2012 onwards, they have been by far the absolutely overwhelming dominant force at the Tour de France, winning, you know, almost every edition. They've only missed two since. So um, they'll be back next year and they'll have Bernal as their main man and uh, I'm sure they'll be back fighting. Um, if he, like, from another perspective, how tough would it be if you're Caleb Ewan? Let's be honest. Let's talk to the elephant in the room. Seeing Cavendish, yep, great sprinter, but knowing that you have the straight line speed, you could have mopped up the green jersey. You could have won five or six stages. How do you eight. mentally go? Well, eight. you could have won eight. <laughs> and we could have absolutely towed up Phil in the UK-Australia uh, uh, battle. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, that obviously must be tough to to process for someone like that. Of course, it, it, uh, I'm sure. Look, I'm told though he's switched on, aiming for uh, for the Vuelta. He's all switched on, ready to to, to uh, take it up. Of course, it, he would be it, he would be absolutely pissed because. Mm. <laughs> It was his own fault. It's not like someone else knocked him down or whatever. It was a slightest mistake. And he's a great tactical rider. He just made the slightest error. Bang, went down. He would be kicking himself. Phil, now, you have to go. go. Phil has to yeah. go. He's got to go. So we've got to get him right. in the car. Uh, Kareka <laughs> Foundation, K-A-R-I-E-G-A.co.za forward slash Peloton. Keep the donations coming. Phil, uh, good luck for your final call in Paris today. Have you got well, a line organised? If Cav wins and breaks the record, no, I don't, obviously I don't, don't want to give it away too much. But have you pre-worked um, out in your head something? Well, the so-called ligatisms just come out because I don't know what's coming next. Um, so I'm just hoping something special comes out. But uh, I hope Cav gets it. I really do. Mm. Yeah, and don't forget today we say goodbye to Andre Greipel. Won 18 stages of the Tour Down Under. I think he won 11 stages of the Tour de France, and we nicknamed him the Gorilla. Um, because he's a big, strong man. 
but he's a lovely guy and uh, and I wish him all the best for the future. He said he's very happy to retire now. He hasn't really been a player in the sprints, so that means you'll go and win the stage today. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, my car is outside. You're absolutely right, Dan, because I have to get into Well, you better studio. go, mate. You better no, go. Thank, we really appreciate it, Phil. And well, well hey, I've enjoyed this viewers, immensely. Mate. And, and thanks to everybody for the support you've given, Kareka. Uh, we banked quite a few hundred dollars and um, and we'll keep the competitions coming because we're going to run more as we go through towards September. And yep. uh, hopefully sure. one day some of you guys will get to see uh, Kareka itself, which is being beaten not just by the COVID now, but by the riots that's tearing uh, that area of South Africa apart. It's unbelievable. Some of the politicians are corrupt and that's a fact. And good luck with the Olympic commentary, mate. Uh, I'm sure you'll yeah. absolutely nail it. Uh, well, Scotty at the helm as well. Scotty's clearly well prepared, and uh, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to get a sleep around lap two of the men's road race because it'll be three thirty <laughs> in the morning, at my clock time, and and Scotty will carry me through. Uh, I hope. <laughs> well, are we going to have a chat tomorrow? Monday, though, Scotty. But yes, we'll have a chat. Yeah. And, yeah, you just uh, call me anytime, I'm, I'm, anytime I'm, late afternoon, early evening, my time, mate. Go for it. Yeah, give us a buzz. Okay. And if I don't get you tomorrow, it'll be Tuesday. But I've got a bit of sorting out to do tomorrow. All right, Phil. You, you go get that car. Thanks, guys. Don't wait. Don't John, let take care. Have a great Good day. Night, and we'll all cheer Michael Matthews. But in the end, I hope Cav wins. Okay. <laughs> Good night, Phil. Take care, take care guys. Night, all the best. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Bye. See you, Phil. Phil Liggett, Voice of Cycling, absolute legend. Uh, it's that time of the show where we have a quick word from our great mates at Let's Go Motorhomes and Bike Exchange. We all love an open road, and often they're easier to find during... Yeah. We all love an open road, and often they're easier to find during quieter times of the year. In a Let's Go Motorhome or camper van... You can road trip in comfort and style any time of the year. When the roads are quiet, you can get where you want quicker and easier without jostling for position. Chances are your destination won't be as busy too, which means you'll enjoy your travelling adventure even more. Plus, if you book a Let's Go Motorhome or camper van in the off-season, you'll pay less, meaning you can travel longer. There's a type of motorhome or camper van for everyone, so you won't have to compromise on what you want. The whole range has the things you need to help create the perfect road trip experience, including heating and cooling, keeping you comfortable on the road all the time. Whether there's two or six of you, there's a motorhome for everyone. And in a Let's Go Motorhome, your journey can be just as fun as the destination you want to reach. The open road is calling. Check out some of our great offers online today and start planning your next road trip. Rain, hail or shine. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match. 
But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell, and thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on Bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours, and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Thanks again to Let's Go Motorhomes and Bike Exchange. What happened? Before, like there was a problem pressing the video. It didn't want to load. And did you get busted, Scooter? Because yes, people are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I ran off to get the glass. Then I ran off to get a glass for my red one. Sam wants to know, Scott, will there be any overseas commentators in Tokyo? I noticed the journos are there. Also, I think Richie's been saving his legs in the last weeks for the Olympics. Okay, um, it's the Olympic Broadcast Service um, that do the production behind um, the Olympic Games, they have their every difference and every country chooses whether they take that commentary. It's the same as with the Tour de France, you know, with your, your uh, world feed or your international commentary or, say, like for us, Channel 7, typically they will use any of the sports where they think that either it's in a prominent sport for Australia or we have a chance then they're employing commentary mm-hmm. to be done, and that's all being done from Melbourne or Sydney. So there's a, the main crew is in Melbourne, but there are going to be some people doing it out of Sydney, and that's due to you know all the COVID restrictions. But um, the commentators that the IOC have employed through the OBS, they've all had to fly across. Um, and I think Rochelle Gilmore actually is is part of that, uh, like what they call the world signal or the international signal. Um, but, you know, in Australia, you won't get to hear in, uh, Rochelle's commentary myself and we've just brought in uh, basically in this last week paul vanderplug is going to do the the, uh, the mountain bike with me so anna and i on bmx um paul and i on mountain bike and then for most of the track it's anna and i phil's coming in for the last two days and then uh, anna myself and phil as phil uh, as the lead man for road and the time trial Okay, well, what I'm going to do now is run through all the comments because I do get critique going, hey, mate, you missed, you know, a good comment. So I'll just go through the ones that I haven't uh, posted. Uh, Ryan says, what are Sam Bennett's chances of big wins next year without Morkov, if he? Well, they won't. They'll be harder. I mean, uh, I'm not sure who his lead out train is going to be, but I can tell you now, <laughs> without Morkov, I don't care whether it be Cav without Morkov or anyone without Morkov, it's going to be a lot harder because he is absolutely brilliant. Mm. So, uh, yeah, be tougher. Wendy Superman, hi, guys. Thanks for a great three weeks of the detour. No worries. Skull says, thanks for the podcast, guys. It's been fun listening and watching. I knew Skull. Uh, now, Simon Knoll says, Durbo reminds him of a young whitey uh, when he talks. Um, I'd probably agree with that a little bit. Um, Catriona uh, McDonald says, good on you, Durbo. Congratulations. Uh, Byron says, thanks, guys, for the last three weeks. It's been good listening. Uh, Chade, I'm with Scooter, zero excuses. Cav seems a bit unhinged to me. Uh, I think Chade has got his mojo back. Big support. Um, Top Gun B says, Cav has lost a lot of fans including me, over that behaviour. I'm glad you guys have called him out. Uh, Vazzy, g'day, Vazzy. He says, hi, guys. Thanks for an amazing three weeks. You've made this tour so exciting, so much fun. Great work. Uh, and then Wheel Wizard, another stat. 
Bahamontes is the oldest living Tour de France winner uh, at 93 a couple of days ago. Ah, so there you go. Yeah, you got Leto. Uh, San Jensen Dobbs says, thanks for three funny and interesting weeks. Love all the guests you've had with or without technical problems. <laughs> uh, Stuart McIntosh, just a good stat. He says, yeah. I believe Ineos have never won a stage of any stage race that the Poggers participated in. He is their number well and truly. That's pretty interesting, Scooter. You're a stat yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look it up, but, yeah, I'll take it on, on Stewie's um, measure that there. Yeah, that's correct. That is very interesting stat. That's a good one to know. Um, and, yeah, I, I'd say that uh, Ineos will probably just try and buy Pog. Yeah. Now, and if he – just a quick one. Boris wants to know, can Garen Thomas win another Grand Tour? Yes, he can, but it won't be a Tour de France, I don't think. He can, but he yep. can win another Grand Tour. Now, also, um, I'd like to uh, throw a happy birthday in to uh, Simon Clark, who uh, it's his birthday today. There he goes. Yep. And and I tell you, we haven't given him enough love in the last week. We He's been riding with a broken back. He's got a fractured vertebrae. I mentioned it the other day. Yeah, but we've given him no love. Yeah, in well, the break, I, I in the break, it. you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't given him enough love because he's a, <laughs> he's a champion guy, a great bike rider, and um, you know it's pretty. It's one of the toughest Tour de France. Everyone's saying how tough this one's been, and to find out you got a fractured vertebrae and to continue on and get in the big break the other day with that, very impressive. So mm. good on you, Clarky. Well, that, and um, that reminds me of G. You're talking about Garen Thomas um, when he. What year was that? 2013 Tour de France, and he crashed and fractured his pelvis and rode the whole way through. Three weeks with a fractured pelvis. Pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty yeah. tough. A um, couple of other comments. Uh, I'll just bring them up now. Uh, Will Wizard says, guys, no next day after Tour de France in Boxmere. This because of COVID and no. Uh, LS Cav Racing Crit Tuesday in oh, where is pronounced that? Rosalie, 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 yeah, Rosalie. yeah. So, so that's just, the after tour, after tour criteriums. Give people crits. an insight yeah. into the after tour crits and, and how this could have been a massive cash cow for riders of the Tour de France. Yeah, look, I'm not sure how many they do now, but it used to be like for two weeks after the tour, every day was a crit. Um, I think there are less now, if, if I'm not mistaken, but you know, basically for two weeks after, um, the riders. You've got your sort of regular pros that will get paid to go there, but then from the Tour de France, they'll try and get, you know, all the jersey winners or stage winners, and they get paid big bucks, really good money from for cycling, you know, from cycling perspectives, really good money to go and ride all these criteriums. Robbie McEwen used to always do it, um, and also, you know, Baden Cook. I think Baden bought a Maserati with cash from, from, the, uh, from the post-tour crits that he did. And uh, so, yeah, they go and do these crits um, and just enjoy it. The crowds, you know, would have to pay to get into the area. They block the, the streets off. Um, I think they started doing le that less a little bit towards the end as well. But, yeah, it was just like a big carnival. You know, let's go and see all the people that we've been watching over the last three weeks, all these superstars, and they'd go and do all these criteria, you know, short races afterwards, and, and they'd make some pretty good coin out of it. Robbie loved yeah. it. But even yeah. if you finished last, like the Lantern Rouge would get extra money. So there's almost yeah. a battle going on to finish last on GC at the tour. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. big, very big in Belgium and Holland. I have quite a few, a few in France, but in Holland and Belgium are absolutely massive and would yeah. get 
amazing crowds. I wrote a few of them, even though I didn't ride the tour, I got to ride a few of the uh, post-tour crits. Uh, fantastic, absolutely brilliant. Mm. And Germany got really big. Like Germany started to get big. They've always had a pretty big critsy scene, but the post-tour style crits like these, they started to grow around, the, you know, the Arnorish, Eric Zabel, you know, Alde, Gudo Bolt's era, um, and Bjarni Reese, of course, riding for the Team Oval team when he won in 96 but then with 2006 with the big scandal that brought down all of those guys that was it the the german professional sort of criterium and racing scene completely disappeared and capitulated all the sponsors ran for the hills um so yeah their their scene has gone back to what it used to be like so before the so if you go back through the 80s and, and earlier germany was really kind of like an amateur cycling nation they didn't have much many pro riders didn't have many pro teams and then that really built up through the 90s into the early 2000s and then just completely went off the cliff again but um that is starting to come back with you know guys like andre greipel you know his whole career has been done with a lot of respect from the german fans and and business partners etc and uh bora has been great so a lot of you know, niels pollock and all these riders coming through shackman so it's really starting to grow again and if it's the anniversary of the uh tragic passing of uh, amy gillett um, obviously, the Amy Gillett Foundation doing a lot of fantastic work uh, for education around, you know, rider and driver safety out there on the roads. Um, but it's a day, obviously, um, people don't forget because um, it happened, um, you know, when the Tour de France was on uh, in 2005. Um, yes. It's time for a reflection and, and to obviously appreciate the legacy as well. Uh, that Amy Gillett's got, and we're going to be doing a special episode, uh, hopefully on Thursday. Uh, around yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you're right, mate. 16 years uh, uh, today. So it was July the 18th, 2005. Um, we were shooting the the first the detour movies, uh, and we were not far from the German border. Uh, um, we were up in that area of, of France, near Salzburg somewhere, I think, uh, when it happened. And I just remember it knocked us all around. And, uh, of course, tragically, uh, Amy, uh, Amy died in that ridiculous accident, a, a young uh, girl who had only had a licence a few weeks. Um, and Katie Brown, Kate Nichols, Alexis Rhodes, um, um, Louise Yaxley and uh, Lorianne Graham all survived, but they were knocked around. And so um, Katie Brown is now the Stakeholders and Campaigns Manager with the Amy Gillett Foundation, and she's going to come on uh, on Thursday and we're going to have a chat to her about uh, some of the things that they're going to be doing uh, in the future because Amy Gillett Foundation are a fantastic organisation. They've had a lot to do with the change of safety on our, uh, on our roads. You know, it's been... Amy was killed in 2005. It's been 570 Australians have been killed while riding their bikes in Australia. So um, they brought in the whole Meter Matters, which is coming right around Australia now, and awareness that uh, uh, the cyclists and the motorists have got to work together. It's not an us versus them. Nearly every cyclist drives a car. So we've got to just work together. So anyway... Next next uh, uh, Thursday, we're going to have a program and, and most of it will be uh, talking about some of the great things that's going to be happening um, with some of the projects that the Army Gillard Foundation have got planned. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, we're hoping to get Ben mm -hmm. O'Connor on the show, uh, hopefully on Tuesday. Depends on his schedule, but, you know, for a young guy to finish fourth on the tour, I mean, how many days would you need, Scooter, just to get away and digest what you achieved? Hey, look, he's going to be high now for a while. He'll have some sore legs now.
kick in um, Monday. But uh, yeah, you know, depending on race schedule, pre race, uh, pre going to be that may change slightly now that he's done what he has has done. He could put his feet up for the rest of the year, but I'm sure he won't. Um, look, he is young. It is the first. He's never gone this deep before, so they do need to be very careful about uh, over the next couple of weeks. Just uh, take some easy days and, and enjoy it and maybe not spend too much time off the bike and actually get to another race sometime in the next sort of, you know, seven to, to 14 days just to get the body going again. Uh, I, yeah. I'm told he's riding the, the Vuelta. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was uh, on one of the websites yesterday that uh, uh, H2R are, uh, are looking at. If he comes up, whack him in the Vuelta. I, yeah. uh, I think that'd be crazy. Gary reminds us, are you going to finish at 7.30 so I can watch? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I can watch Cookie. Thanks for the potty. Oh, yeah, of course. Survivor. Of course. Survivor. We've got to go, yeah, boys. To. Um, who's your predictions for the stage? Hey, hey before, before you do, mate. Board? Yeah, it was who was it? Hamish reminded us that Kwiatkowski won a stage last year and Pogachar won the tour. So that's an Ineos rider that did win a stage that Pogachar won in the overall. So that might, yes, you know, that's maybe right. Out, yeah, maybe races outside the tour at some stage, but um, yeah, yeah um, look, right. Cab, Cab's gonna win. Stage. Him, him, him and Carapaz come in together arm in arm. That's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Cav going to win, Iffy? No, Michael Matthews. All right. Go Gee, bling. It's, I, I, what I, a story. Patriotism. But, um, yeah, I'd love him to. If I was to, who do I want to see win? If Matthews, Matthews or Greipel are the two that I'd like to see win, um, but I think Cav will. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and and watch out for Walt Van, Walt Van Ert because he's come out and said, I'm going for the stage tomorrow. Well... It's, it's all going to be happening. Tomorrow, we're going to uh, go through the teams and give them a grade. Yeah, we'll do yep. a recap of the tour. Um, yep. when's, your, when's your tour to front? When's your Olympic gig really crank up, Scooter? Uh, so heading into Melbourne on Tuesday. So my accommodation um, starts from Tuesday. And then we've got rehearsals on Wednesday. So all of the different uh, sports are doing rehearsals on on Wednesday or right throughout the day just to make sure everything's working or correct. And then Saturday is the road race, men's road race, right. Sunday women's road race. Then it's mountain bike for two days. Um, I think I've, then it's, I've only got two days off for the entire thing, which is because I'm not commentating BMX freestyle, but I'm doing all the other cycling events. Okay. So you'll be right for a recap tomorrow night? Yeah. I'm up. Oh, sweet. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Right. Glad we went through the admin at uh, the 55-minute mark of today's <laughs> yeah. episode. What time would you like to come on, Dan? Is there any preparation I should do beforehand? What are you thinking? Uh, all good, mate. Same time, 6 thirds. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash Detour Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks for all your support. Uh, enjoy the final stage, and it could be historic. Can Mark Cavendish break the record? Wait and see. Or will Bling do a Stephen Bradbury and take the green on the final day? With Cav uh, crashing out, we don't want that. But we've had a breakaway on the Champs for a long time. Mm. Tired, everyone's tired. To Koenig mm. may be yeah. too strong, but if they put all the pressure just under Koenig to chase everything down, maybe a break would get away. That's right. Going to be interesting. Who, who, who was the last one? That would uh, um, Vinikurov. Vinikurov beat uh, beat uh, Brad McGee. Brad McGee. Yeah, Brad would have been really chuffed about that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. If you um, watch, all right. No. 
We're waffling. We're waffling. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Bye.